You are listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. For more information about our church, please visit www.hopechurchipswich.net. My name's Tim, one of the elders at Hope Church. Uh, It's great to be able to speak to you this morning. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. We're continuing in the book of Luke, which is the third book in the New Testament, and uh, it's a biographical account of Jesus' life. We had a fantastic message last week from Tommy, who spoke to us uh, from the end of chapter 7. If you haven't heard that, I would really encourage you to go and listen. It's a fantastic message, really helpful, really grounding, uh, and will serve you. Today we're at the beginning of chapter 8, and the title of the message is Take Care How You Hear. Take Care How You Hear. We're going to pick it up in verse 4, and we'll go on to verse 21. And when a great crowd was gathering... And people from town after town came to him. He said in a parable, A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. But these have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing fall away. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life and their fruit does not mature. As for that, in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in honest and good heart, and bear fruit with patience. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand, so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. For the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are outside, standing, desiring to see you. But he answered them, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Father God, we just want to ask you this morning for your help as we hear your word. I do pray that as we hear my voice, we would hear your voice speaking to us. On Father's Day, we remember Jesus said, You who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? So Lord, we ask you this morning... Give us your Holy Spirit that we might understand your word and have our lives changed. 
I'd encourage you at home, just pray a five-second prayer. God, speak to me this morning. Amen. Amen. We often preach about being careful about what and who we listen to. In this parable in Luke chapter 8, Jesus is asking us not to just be careful about who and what we listen to, but how we listen. There are levels of listening like there are levels of tasting. You can taste something just on your lips. You could chew something and then spit it out. You could lose the flavor of something amidst other flavors and ingredients. Or you can really taste something and see that it is good and nourishing. You may have seen this news report that's come recently in the news about a decade-long treasure hunt in the USA that has recently come to an end. It reads, A treasure chest full of gold, jewels, and other valuables worth more than a million dollars is said to have been found in the Rocky Mountains. Antiques collector Forrest Fenn says he hid the bronze chest more than a decade ago, creating a treasure hunt for people to find it. Thousands of people searched for it, many quitting their jobs and using up their savings. Four people died. Now, Mr. Fenn says, a man from back east has finally tracked it down. It was under a canopy of stars in the lush, forested vegetation of the Rocky Mountains and had not moved from the spot where I hid it more than 10 years ago. Mr. Fenn, an 89-year-old millionaire from New Mexico, said in a statement. He added that he did not know the man who found it, but that a 24-line poem in his 2010 autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase, had led the man to the exact spot. As well as rare gold coins and antique jewelry, Mr. Fenn said that he had packed the 20-pound chest with pre-Columbian animal figures, prehistoric hammered gold mirrors, and ancient Chinese faces carved from jade. Asked how he felt about the treasure being found, Fenn told the paper, I don't know. I feel halfway kind of glad, halfway kind of sad, because the chase is over. What caused thousands of people to go on a dangerous hunt, to go searching, to, to go and spend time and effort and money? What caused many people to give up their jobs, to spend their savings? What causes four people to give up their lives? Well, they believed that there was something available that would dramatically alter their lives. Something worth pushing past serious obstacles to get hold of. They were convinced that if they could hold, get hold of this thing, it would make some of their wildest dreams come true. That it would, it would make some of their deepest problems disappear. They believed that it would change everything for the better. In the end, the man that found the treasure was led there by reading a poem written by the man who had hidden the treasure. The poem held the clues that brought him, it said, to the exact spot he needed to get to. You see, it wasn't only what he read, but how carefully he read it that made the difference. In our passage today, Jesus is laboring that how you hear the message of the kingdom of God 
the good news of Jesus, that will be the defining factor in your life. Not just for the next few decades, but on into eternity. Jesus calls out to people. He called out to people. He's laboring a point. He is determined that people understand the the serious consequences of his teaching, of what he's come to tell them, of what he's come to uh, offer to them. Take care on how you hear. What he has to say is that they have to be careful to hear what he has to say. The book of Proverbs is an Old Testament book about the wisdom of God, offering the wisdom of God for a good life. The wisdom of God for how life works. The wisdom of God for bearing fruit in this life. And it's 31 chapters long. The first nine chapters, about a third of the whole book, are almost devoted to saying, listen, 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 pursue wisdom. It repeats it again and again and again. It wants to labor the point. Look, if you want to get the best out of life, listen. Got 31 chapters here. The first third of the book is devoted to saying, take this seriously. Listen carefully. Devote yourself to what I'm going to tell you. Jesus is deeply concerned that his hearers understand the value of his teaching and how carefully hearing is the only way to truly benefit. We're going to look at the seed, the sower, and the soils. The main focus of the parable is the soils, but there are things to learn from the seed and from the sower as well. How carefully we listen depends on how much we value the topic of the conversation. If a doctor is giving you test results, you listen carefully to what he's saying. If somebody is telling you instructions about your safety harness when you're abseiling up a high cliff, you listen carefully to their instructions. If someone is telling you about the latest episode of Postman Postman Pat, you're not going to be so careful to listen. How carefully we listen depends on how much we value the topic of the conversation. Jesus, in his explanation, tells us that the seed represents the very word of God. The word of God is God's revelation of himself. A.W. Tozer, a a theologian, uh, he said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What's he saying there? What you think about God, what comes into mind when you think about God, it will shape everything. If you don't believe in God, that will shape you. If you believe that God is distant, doesn't really care, that will shape you. If you believe that God is harsh, that will shape you. If you believe that God is gracious and kind and loves you and knows you and cares about you, that will shape you. The word of God is God's revelation of who he is. He's a God who lifts up, a God who restores, a God who gives life, a God whose natural inclination, what his impulse is, What his first response will always be is mercy and grace. In knowing him, 
there is life. In John 6, 63, Jesus says, The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. The seed that the sower sows is more precious even than the treasure that forest fen hid in the Rocky Mountains. Jesus is saying through this parable that something that brings life is on offer. At one time, Jesus says to his disciples, are you going to depart from me? And Peter says to him, where would we go? You have the words of eternal life. If that sounds good to you today, be careful. Be careful. Careful how you hear. Investigate. Meditate on the word of God. Don't rush on. Don't just get distracted. Don't spit it out. Be careful. Perhaps you're somebody who has gone on an alpha course before. Perhaps you've heard of alpha and you haven't. Perhaps you're on alpha right now. I know some people are. We would greatly encourage alpha as a place, a course you can go on that explores Christianity. That will give you a context that will help you hear carefully. We'd love to encourage you to investigate Christianity by investigating the Alpha course. There is something similar about the Word of God and the poem from Fen, sorry, Forest Fen. Jesus explains in verse 10 when his disciples ask him about the meaning of the parable. He says this. He said, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. What, about, what do you mean secrets? I thought parables were well, like children's stories. I thought they were illustrations to, to make something difficult, easy to understand. Well, if that's the case, then Jesus is not a very good teacher because every, well, often when he tells a parable, his disciples say, what, what did that mean? What are you talking about? No, actually, Jesus is clear that parables are meant to, to keep some things obscure so that those who have ears to hear will know. But it keeps things from those who don't have ears to hear. He's explicit here. There are secrets that are only available to those who are willing to listen carefully. So two of the dangerous misconceptions that we must be aware of with the seed are one, undervaluing it, not seeing the value of the word of God. Don't do that. There's life in it. Or secondly, thinking it won't require humble and deliberate care to gain the life hidden in it. Looking at the sower, He's introduced to us in verse 5. And in the immediate context, it's clear that the sower represents Jesus. As he is calling people, come, listen to me as I offer you the word of God. It can also represent his followers who also share the word of God. It can represent me today as I'm offering the word of God to you. Notice this, though. The sower distributes the seed 
he spreads the seed so liberally. He, 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 he spreads it out so broadly, throws it everywhere. It's going all over the place. He's so generous with it. Some may even look on and say, what are you doing? You're getting it all over the pathway. You're getting it amongst the rocks. Come on, put it in the proper soil. Come on. This is the heart of God. Brothers and sisters, Christians, how often we are too selective with our distribution of the gospel. How often we decide they, they are good, that's good soil. Rather than thinking, no, let's let the word of God liberally be distributed. Generously get out there. See for, let, let us see by the results who had a soft heart, who had ears to hear. In, in this way, it's very different to the Forest Fen story. There is a hiddenness, yes, about the secrets found in the Word of God, but he has made it widely available. It's literally the most printed book of all time. But also the truths in it are offered to anyone willing to listen carefully. The most famous uh, verse in the Bible, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his, his only son that whoever believed should have eternal life. Not perish, but have eternal life. You see, the, there's still something specific, a specific requirement. Listen carefully. Listen carefully, whoever believes. Not just anyone, whoever believes, listen carefully. But it's broadly available, whoever believes. This is the offer of the sower. Jesus was often scrutinized because he was so liberal with people that he loved. He was so liberal with who he chose to love. But he knew there would be good soil, open hearts in almost any group of people. Thirdly, let's look at the soils. My sons recently in their homeschooling have been looking at fractions. If they had this story question in their maths homework, it might be a bit depressing. In the parable of the soil and the sower, what fraction of the soils receive the seed and grow a healthy crop? It's a bit of a bleak outlook, isn't it? Four soils, three of them don't produce a crop. Only one. The reality of the parable is that there are a number of ways to receive the word of God that do not produce life. And only one that produces a mature harvest. Firstly, we have the seed that falls on the pathway. And that seed sees no growth at all. Jesus says that these people have heard, but the devil comes and takes the word from their hearts with terrifying consequences. These people don't know salvation. They're not saved. Throughout the Bible, we see examples of stiff-necked people, proud people, stubborn people, people with hard hearts who reject God. And the results, the consequences are devastating. A few weeks ago in Luke 6, we heard about a Pharisee or some Pharisees and teachers who were hard-hearted. 
They rejected Jesus' teaching. They rejected his love. We see it it, throughout the New Testament. We see it in, in Acts. We see the apostles loving people, healing people, and sometimes being rejected. Hard-hearted people saying, we don't want any of this. Jesus was rejected by these people and they ended up conspiring about what they might do to him. This is the fingers in the ears approach to the love of God. La, 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 I can't hear you, not listening, not listening, can't hear you. What can cause this hardness? What can cause this hardness can sadly be real pain Sadness, anger, basically a mistrust. I know what you're going to say already. I don't need to listen. I've been hurt by you. I'm not listening. I'm defending myself. I'm keeping you at arm's length. I'm going nowhere near this. Perhaps you know you've been through pain, difficulty, and it's hardened you. Maybe at one time you would have been soft. You would have been open but you've been hardened by some things that have really hurt you. We've seen this in the world recently, haven't we? People not willing to listen, hurt, hurt by things that have gone on. Slow to listen. It says in the book of James, be quick to listen, slow to speak. Well, whatever the reason is, this heart that is hard, it hears but it doesn't want to listen. This is the heart that thinks it knows enough about this God already. This God who wants me to be oppressed under rules, who hates certain groups of people, who takes life away. This is the heart that doesn't have ears to hear about a God who gave his life so that you could have life. Life in fullness. This is the heart that doesn't have ears to hear about a God who sows his seed broadly, freely, liberally to anyone who will listen. All are welcome. Man, woman, black, white, young, old, gay, straight, people who are controlling, people who have lost all control, people who have made terrible mistakes, people who have rejected God again and again and again. People who are broken. People who seem to have it all together. This is the God. This is what God wants to do. He wants to speak to all of those people. He's welcome, welcoming to all those people. Jesus says this hardness of heart is the devil's work. This hard heart. But we are also told in the Bible that we can resist the devil and he will flee. Maybe you're someone who knows, yeah, my heart is hard. If I'm honest, I haven't really listened. I don't really want to listen. There's hope for you. You can ask God to till the soil of your heart. You can ask God to get the plow out and plow the soil of your heart to soften the hardness of your heart. Perhaps you feel broken-hearted at the moment and you think, why would this happen? Why is this allowed to happen? Why is life like this? And your heart is broken at the moment. Well, can I suggest to you that perhaps God is working on you. 
Forget, perhaps God is breaking up the soil of your heart, the hardness of your heart. Because he loves you enough to let you go through some pain so that you can have a heart that will receive him. And in that will receive life in abundance. Will receive the God who offers you a love that endures, faithfulness that endures, care that endures, far greater than you've ever known before. There is hope for you if you are hard Hearted. Maybe God is working on you so that you can receive him fully. The seed that falls among the rocks are those who hear the word and receive it with joy. But when trial comes, they fall away. They spring up, but in the scorching sun, their lack of roots is exposed and they die. This is the heart that hasn't listened carefully to the warnings given. There will be trials in this life. Life will be difficult. The sun, the sun sometimes will seem unbearable. This is the heart that thinks, this is the heart that assumes that God's word is meant to make them feel great all the time and get them what they want when they want it. And when it doesn't go that way, they end up saying things like, I tried Christianity and it didn't work. It didn't work for me. I didn't get what I wanted from it. Be careful how you hear. This is the heart that wants the flesh to be comfortable, but is not really trusting that God knows what is best for the soul. If that's you today, then Jeremiah 17, 5 to 8 is for you. Listen to this. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he will be like a bush in the desert and will not see when prosperity comes, but will live in stony wastes in the wilderness, a land of salt without inhabitants. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and will not be anxious in a year of drought nor cease to yield fruit. There will be pain in this life. Jesus said, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. The Christian life is to trust the one who has overcome the world. And to hold tight to him in the storm. Rather than expecting that there will be no storms. Or that he will stop all storms. Christian life is to hold tight to the one who controls the storms. Trust him. Get your roots deep into him. Be careful how you hear his word. The seed that falls among the thorns are those whose hearts hear and grow, but are eventually choked by the cares and the riches and the pleasures of life. This is the heart that hasn't listened carefully to God's word because it's naive to the competition the world has to offer. Cares and riches that are distracting. Cares and riches that obscure our vision. 
They eventually strangle the activity of God's love and God's wisdom in our life. This is illustrated by the man who comes to Jesus in in Luke 18. We haven't got there yet in our study. Who wants eternal life. And he says to Jesus, teacher, tell me, how do I get eternal life? And Jesus says to him, well, you need to obey all of the, uh, the commandments. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. And Jesus, Jesus is searching the man's heart. You must understand that. He's not saying, literally, you must obey. He's saying, where's this man's heart? He says, okay, well, in that case, if you think you've done that, let me show you how you haven't. Let me show you where your heart is. You're going to have to sell your possessions, give your money to the poor. And this was a rich man. And this man, he was basically saying, Jesus was saying to him, you're going to have to uproot weeds. You've got thorns in your life that are going to choke you out. That are going to take the place of the love of God. And so he says to him, you're going to have to get rid of those weeds, of those thorns. And Jesus looks into his life. It's a heart that has not listened carefully and trusted actually that the riches of God The riches that God has to offer are greater than what the world has to offer. If you want to listen carefully, you're going to be someone who ponders this. Somebody who meditates on it. Somebody who lets it sink deep down. To to, to listen carefully is to ponder the riches of God. Jesus said, don't worry about storing up things in this life. Don't worry about storing up things in this world. Things that are only temporary. He has a far greater deal. He offers himself. He offers life and treasure that cannot be taken away. To be in his family. Listen carefully. So finally we come to the good soil. Which Jesus describes as those who hold tight to the word of God with an honest and good heart and bear fruit in time. Listen carefully now, because this seal, this seed yields a hundredfold. Imagine that, the abundance of this crop. This, this is extraordinary abundance. This is spectacular growth. This is a treasure worth being careful to receive God's word well for. It's worth the effort. It's worth the care to think, whoa. I mean, sometimes we can be so easily satisfied, can't we? I see a few trickles of life here and there. And I'm satisfied with that. When God is saying, look, if you listen carefully to my word, if you take it seriously, if you take it down deep, if you trust me, if you hold on to me, there'll be abundant growth. There'll be life that overflows. This is the heart that is soft. The heart that invites God's counsel and trusts it. This is the humble heart. The heart that believes God, trusts his word, holds on. This is the heart that lets roots run deep so that the leaves of its trees can stay green in season and out of season. Jesus says that fruit comes with patience. The agricultural illustrations that Jesus uses again and again and again, they're so helpful for us to get this point because, you know, trees, crops, seeds, they take time to germinate. They take time to grow, to to bear fruit. 
My wife is pregnant at the moment. She's eight months in. She's got one month left. It takes time. Life takes time. We want things now, 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 now. Life, it takes time. Listen carefully. If you're holding on to him, but you don't feel like you see much fruit, firstly, let me just encourage you. Let me just speak to you here. Hear this. I bet other people see fruit. I bet God sees fruit. If you're somebody who says, I try, I'm trying to to listen to his word carefully. I'm trying to do what it says. I'm trying to honor him. I'm trying to follow him and and do what he, he asks of me. I'm trying to be obedient, but I don't think I see much fruit. I bet others see fruit. I bet God sees a lot of fruit in you. But keep going. Keep going because fruit takes time. In time, he says. In time it produces a harvest. Keep hoping. Keep trusting him. Keep doing what he asks you to do. It's not a quick fix solution. It's a life of obedience. A life of trust. A life of, I, I'm going to do what you call me to do. I see something worthwhile and I'm going to commit to it. It's coming. Jesus' promise is that those who hear the word of God carefully will bear fruit. They will know God. They will have such a rich depth of love and peace and joy. They'll be growing in kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They'll be able to stand strong and courageous in the storm. They will laugh with those who laugh. They'll weep with those who weep. They'll bear fruit that shows the glory of God. Last week we saw two opposing uh, responses to the word of God, to the seed sown. When Tommy spoke to us from the end of, of chapter 7, Jesus was with Simon the Pharisee, in Simon the Pharisee's house. Simon had a hard heart, didn't receive Jesus' love, didn't receive his teaching, and he was characterized as, as someone who was hard. He, he didn't even do the customary thing of washing Jesus' feet. He was a rejecter. He, he kept Jesus at arm's length. And yet in the second half of the story, we see this woman burst into the room. This woman who has been overwhelmed with the love of Jesus, who has let it come deep into her life. It's turned her life around. We see the fruit of, of overflowing worship and praise as she, as she kisses Jesus' feet, as she cries and, and wipes his feet with her tears and, and dries them with her hair, as she lavishly uh, breaks this alabaster jar and, and, and anoints him with, with this expensive perfume. Her life her heart was soft. She received the love of God and the fruit was, was exquisite. For everyone to see the, the fruit, the aroma of the fruit, it filled the room. No one could deny this woman is filled with joy. This woman is filled with peace. Her life's been turned around. The difference of, of rejecting and keeping the love of God, the word of God at arm's length and, and welcoming it in and saying, I need it. I want it. I want to hear carefully. I want to hear what you've got to say to me, Jesus. She was overwhelmed by the God who had revealed himself to her as a loving friend and a savior. She knew she had nothing, she'd done nothing to deserve it. Quite the opposite, in fact. But now, after carefully hearing and considering what was on offer, her whole life had changed. 
what was once a scrappy, dead, mangy tree was now overflowing with sweet fruit for all to see. Forest Fen hid treasure that people knew would take effort to find. It was found by someone who took care how he heard. Let that be a lesson to us. So how do you respond to the word of God? Have you got your fingers in your ears? Have you always had your fingers in your ears? Are you thinking, I tried, doesn't work? Are you more concerned with other things, letting them strangle what God has started in you? What are those things? Are you willing to think about what are the potential thorns and weeds in my life? Can I weed them out? Can you point to places in your life where you have done things or not done things because you're determined to simply do what Jesus has told you to do? You simply want to put his words into practice. Or perhaps we need to go back to that point of you need to ask God to plow the soil in your heart. You know you're hard-hearted. You know the soil of your heart's rocky or it's got weeds in it. And you think, God, it's going to hurt. It might be painful. But I'm going to ask, God, will you, will you till the soil? Will you soften my heart? Because I believe it's worth it for the abundant life that you have to offer. These things are of eternal consequence. There's a God who died that you might have life. Take care how you hear. Father God, we, we cry out to you for mercy and grace. We thank you that is how you describe yourself. The Lord, merciful and gracious. Thank you, you're a God who, who comes to the, the low, the, the weary, the tired. You offer love abundantly, broadly, widely, I pray, Lord, give us ears to hear more and more. Help us, those who feel that they have tried, they've been trying, they don't feel like they see fruit. Help us to trust you, to keep trusting you, to keep trusting you, to believe for a harvest. Thank you for your loving kindness. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to audio from Hope Church Ipswich. Please feel free to make a copy of this content, but please do not edit the content in any way.